Hey, what's going on? Welcome to tonight's show. We are once again talking about the Sopranos. Hey, wait. Hey, Uncle June. Uncle June. Christopher. Christopher, what the fuck? What the fuck, Christopher? What's going on? What are you doing? Come on, man. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> um, I'm still working on that. I I'm going to get better. I promise. I'm going to get better at my... um my Tony Soprano. It's just, it's taken me some time to, uh, to figure it all out, make it all happen, get it all working. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm actually right now I'm almost at the end of season four and I had to like put a pause in it for a second because I was like, I was like, damn dude, like I need to like, I need to keep up with this. Thing. I don't know why I do this stuff to myself. I, I set these Herculean tasks for myself when it comes to um, doing live shows, you know, I, I commit. It's like when I do the 31 days of Halloween every year and every year I'm like, this is the last year I'm not doing this again. And then I find myself doing it all over again. And I said that I wasn't going to do it this year, although I think I might do it. So who knows? Um, in any case, we are starting the contest. The contest is starting today. So stick around. At the end of this episode, I'm going to ask a trivia question. And if you send in your answer to fromismail at gmail.com, uh, you potentially could win a free T-shirt. You know, let let my recorded version of me uh, tell you more about it right now. I'm going to be doing a live show every single day. I'm going to be giving away a t-shirt. At the end of every episode, I will ask my trivia question. You will send your answer to fromismail at gmail.com, and the first person to answer correctly will be the winner. You give me your name, your address, and your t-shirt size. If you are outside of the continental United States, you will have to cover shipping and handling. Join us night after night where I will be doing t-shirt giveaways who doesn't like a free t-shirt i'm not gonna go easy on any of you i'm gonna ask really hard questions so be prepared <laughs> whoa that ended a lot sooner than i expected <laughs> i'm gonna have to get used to that I, I always feel like i have a minute when i do the uh as i do the uh riot stickers uh sponsorship which will come a little bit later in the show but let us let me digress and let's let's just jump into this because we got a bunch to cover so <clears throat> at the end of season two, Big Pussy buys it, man. He 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 finally gets found out. He gets whacked, and uh, the the guy life moves on, and that really is that. Um, season three opens up with the FBI starting to really look into Tony Soprano's affairs. There, it's a great episode. You know, so often in the Sopranos. What makes The Sopranos so great is that each episode almost feels like the episodes are written so well. They, they're not, you know, it's funny. The show as a whole is not very cohesive, but on an episode by episode basis, they are, they, they could all be mini movies, man. Like each one of these could be a movie uh, or just the in the way that they're done. I can't explain it exactly, but basically what's happening is um, that the FBI are trying to figure out what to do about Tony you know, they've been listening to his phone calls for years and they uh, they're ready to like double down. And, you know, because they 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 had recordings from Pussy because Pussy was a was a informant um, that they, they're like ready to like, you know, really try and nail Tony down. They want to wire 
his house. So the whole episode is just a really great send up of, you know, I don't know. They, they use that retro, like car 54, where are you music? And they are trying to wire his house and it turns into a whole like mission impossible uh, style style, you know, operation. Uh, of course, uh, as they say in writing, a, 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 I'm going to butcher this, the, the do ex machina, which is the God in the machine comes out of nowhere and, and boils everything because, um, because uh, the, the, the Tony's boiler, Tony's boiler explodes and floods the basement and the device, which was in a lamp uh, gets moved. And that's, it's whatever, uh, Meadow, she also goes to Columbia University. She finally she gets accepted. She goes to Columbia and we meet her roommate who's kind of like, I don't know, she, it, it's like a weird side side plot that doesn't ever really go anywhere other than, you know, she's just really annoying. I don't remember if it goes or maybe it does a little bit later in in the series, although nothing's happened in season four. So I don't really know. Um, we also meet uh, Philly. Uh, who is um, what's his face's uh, twin? Um, sorry, sorry, Patsy. Patsy is the twin of Philly. We meet him, and um, you know, uh, Patsy is suspecting that Tony might have had something to do with his twin brother's death. Um, eventually, he comes to Tony's house drunk. He's planning on whacking Tony. And uh, it does not, it that nothing ends up coming of it. He ends up just peeing in the pool. And, um, you know, Tony tries to like come to, come to him. He's like, hey, listen, the past hey, is the past, okay? You know, something like that. And uh, trying to, you know, trying to, uh, and Skip, the guy who, the guy who is handling uh, pussy, he's just, he's gone. That's it. He's just, he's just end of, end of the road for him. And, that that is that we also in the previous episode <clears throat> we meet danielle who is going to be a big problem for adriana and uh i mean really at the end of the day it is the i mean that's like the ultimate downfall of adriana is getting involved with um with her or maybe that happens Does that happen at the end of a, a season three yeah i think man i'm getting my i'm getting everything very confused I think I'm getting everything very confused. Who knows? Who friggin' knows? Um, eventually, okay, this was a big episode. Eventually, uh, Meadow brings home her her soon-to-be boyfriend, um, who I actually find <clears throat> to be quite insufferable. He is just absolutely he's like, I, I just want to punch this guy in the face. He is um he is half black, half Jewish, uh over-educated Columbia student. His name is Noah. And Tony, this is the episode where we really get to see how truly racist Tony is. I mean, Tony is basically like, stay away from my daughter because you're black and Jewish or whatever. And I don't want anything to do with you near my daughter. He's super rude. He's super rude. And uh, Noah storms out. And it becomes a whole thing between Tony and Meadow you know, there's a, it's just a huge point of contention for the rest of the season. And the thing is, and this is like a real turning point in the show. Once again, where we're reminded that Tony is not a good guy. Tony is a murdering, you know, philandering racist, you know, 
closed minded. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's kind of progress. He's progressive. It's weird. It's so weird because in some areas of his life, he's very progressive, but then he's also like a racist and he's very, very rude. N not rude. I mean, downright unconscionably nasty to this guy, Noah, who did literally did, you know, nothing was nothing but nice. It's just, it's a real, it's really sad. Uh, Noah turns out to be a dick. So it kind of all works out in the end. Um, we also uh, meet Ralphie uh, somewhere around this time. Ralphie played by Joey pants. You know, he, you, you he probably most famous, not just for the Sopranos, but for the misfits, yeah, not the misfits, the, the matrix matrix. He's in the matrix. He plays the guy who turned, he's the Judas who, who, who uh, betrays everybody. Cause he wants to get plugged back into the matrix. Ralphie is again, much like Ralphie takes over the place of Richie, Richie April. He becomes the new Richie April, except he's a different kind of loose cannon. And in a way, you know, uh, just when you think like nothing could be worse than Richie, I mean, Ralphie is a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster in a way that's so monstrous. He's so monstrous as a human being that he makes Tony and Silvio and Paulie and all these other guys look like good guys, you know, despite everything that we just said. And um, basically he sort of takes over. He basically takes over uh, Richie April's crew. He, he's the, he is the guy who's filling that, that area. And he is, uh, he's a great earner. He is a really, really, really great earner. And uh, he just becomes, he becomes a problem, just a friggin' problem. Uh, Tony also visits with his mom, Olivia. Remember, Tony, last, last season, uh, Tony got in some hot water over some plane tickets that he gave his mom. Those were the plane tickets from Davey's business that he busted out. And uh, Olivia, he's mad at it. The last time he speaks to his mother, he's furious with her. And he asks his, he asks um, Melfi, he's like, why can't I just, why can't I just have a level head with my mom? Why do I have to always unload on her? Why, why are, th why is it all so difficult with her? I mean, understandably so considering she tried to have him killed. Um, and then she has a stroke and she dies. And Tony is glad that his mom is dead. And, um, you know, but at the same time, he's also a little conflicted. He tells Melfi that, you know, um, that he's a bad son as well as that. He's glad that she's dead. Um, Janice comes back into the picture. Remember she left town after murdering Richie. She comes back and, uh, you know, Janice, Janice is such a, you know, she's such like a, a, a lofty, like breath of fresh air it's characters like janice and paulie they sort of bring this levity to what what can sometimes be very grim business i mean there's some really dark episodes in season three i mean things get really really bleak as we're about to uh discover talk about that sort of thing uh janice gets into it with svetlana who is the cousin of tony what's her name irena arena who's tony's uh Ex Guma, right? And um, she has all. Uh, Olivia had given Svetlana all these records, and Janice is trying to get them back. And you know, they they think that Janice wants to sell them or something. Who knows? It's never really explicitly said. Although I don't blame Janice. I would want something as sentimental as that. It's not just 
it's not just the records. It's the music on the records. It's all of it's connected. So I don't, I, I do not uh, begrudge. I do not begrudge that. Ryan saying she was hot. Who are you referring to, Ryan? Are you talking about uh, Irina, the Guma? I don't know who we were talking. Are you talking about Svetlana with her 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 one one legged Svetlana? Um. So then you know they have the they have the uh, the the wake and the funeral. They're having like the funeral services, and it's like a really awkward situation. Livia did not want anybody to they didn't want anybody she didn't want anybody to to fuss over her after she died she didn't want a service she didn't want a funeral nothing but all of her kids insist on doing doing so and what ends up happening is they you know they all meet and it's like super awkward and you know they basically they're they're all strained as they're trying to eulogize someone who didn't want to be eulogized who didn't want didn't want anything really just wanted to just be sort of buried and forgotten as well. Okay. You're talking about Irina and Svetlana as well. Um, Janice eventually steals Svetlana's leg uh, trying to get the records back. It's a, it's a whole back and forth sort of thing. Um, Christopher and um, Furio and uh, Adriana, they're all, getting loaded right before the service and just trying to like keep a cool head. Artie Bucco is like, you know, sort of on the outs with his wife. Well, no, I don't think that happens yet. Sorry. It's all jumbled together, but uh, Artie Bucco is around as well. Sort of, but yeah, they have, they what well, basically Artie Bucco is remembering. He's remembering what Tony did burning down the restaurant and finding out from Livia and, you know, they're all trying to, you know, play nice about about Livia and in, in remembering her. And it's finally Carmela who's just like like she was a miserable, she was a miserable woman and you know, really difficult to deal with. And there's a reason why um she didn't want us to, you know, do this, do this sort of thing. Wow, Vaughn <laughs> everybody's got their preferences. Um Von Fett Miller is all about Artie's wife. I, I forget her name with a C. I think, God, what is her name? I'm trying to remember what her name is. I don't remember. Um, the other thing that happens too is that Ralph, Ralphie is hoping to be made captain of the April crew now that Richie is gone. And um, Tony ends up uh, passing over him for, well, that comes a little bit later. Again, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Christopher Moltisanti gets um becomes a made man finally. He gets his button. He's got to dress up and there's this we finally get to see the ritual of of what happens when you become a made man and you got to get dressed up really nice and they burn a picture of a saint in your hands and you take an oath that is the omerta which is the oath of of silence upon silence under the the, the threat of death that you will not reveal this thing that we do. Um, it's not, you know, it's funny about these guys, these, these wise guys, these, these made men, whatever you want to call them. They, um, and you know, it's funny too. It's like, it's all like an order of protection. Everybody's under an umbrella that all falls under the boss. You pay tribute to the boss and you in turn kind of become untouchable. And this is what Christopher 
goes through and, you know, Tony has a plan for Christopher as we're going to learn. And, um, you know, Tony, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got ideals, ideas for Christopher. And that's why, you know, they've been slowly waiting and now it's finally time. So they make him, they make him a made man. Uh, Chris kind of falls under Polly's like watch and Polly gives him his uh, sports book business operation and he's got to kick up. He's got to kick up to Polly. He's got to kick up to Tony and that it could be very lucrative. But Chris kind of makes, he makes some bad judgment calls and he ends up, he ends up sort of um, uh, having to, to work twice as hard just to get everybody their money. Um, and it turns into a, a whole thing. I love that show. Watch the whole series multiple times. This is my first time rewatching it since this is my first time rewatching it since 2007. I thought it was 2006, actually 2007. We also see Jackie, Jackie Jr. Come back into play. And, you know, Tony has tried to like warn Jackie. He's like, Jackie, Jackie, you got to Jackie. Stay away from that stuff. Jackie. Um, Jackie thinks that to it was Tony that had Richie killed. And Tony knows this, but he, you know, denies that he had anything to do with Richie's disappearance and basically says that Richie was an informant, just like with big pussy. And you know, that's what happens when you, when you have to hit one of your guys and you can't let anybody else know, you just say they're an informant because, you know, like any other kind of circle, like whether it's a fundamentalist religion, like whatever it is, like a thing, you know, in this case, it's you're part of a family until the day you die, that sort of thing. Um, you know, once you're, if you're out, if you cross a line, then you're, you might as you're dead, you're dead to everyone. You're dead to the world. So the idea of becoming an informant and going to witness protection makes you dead anyway to, to everybody. So rich. So this is a very convenient thing for Tony to say to Jackie. Uh, and even though, you know, Tony's trying to lead Jackie to stay in school and do the right thing. Jackie's, you know, wants to follow in his father's footsteps. Jackie's father being Jackie senior, who was, you know, boss of the whole family. He was, Tony was a captain and, and Jackie was the uh, acting boss. And then when he died of cancer, Tony, well, really uh, junior uncle June, uncle June uh, assumed that position. And then eventually, you know, but Tony was really running things. Tony's been running things, that kind of thing. But, you know, Jackie Jr. just keeps flunking out of school. He's working, he's work doing jobs with Chris. He's, you know, trying to be his own, a tough guy. He's selling ecstasy. And he also has his sights on Meadow. Meadow and Jackie are kind of like, you know, um, vibing a little bit, but nothing's really going on because currently Meadow is with this guy, Noah. And she continues to give Tony the silent treatment. Um, AJ also starts playing football and he's making his father, you know, uh, really father's really stoked that he's playing, um, uh, football and, you know, he does something, he recovers a fumble and it ends up, uh, turning him into a defensive cap captain and friggin' Tony is super stoked about this. And we also find out that, that AJ has panic attacks, just like his dad. And he, uh, you know, we also find out that Tony's father, Johnny, also had panic attacks. So it's something that runs in the family. And of course, Svetlana, she claims that she has the right to keep the, the record collection. Janice steals the leg. S Svetlana tells Tony who goes 
to meet her and say, Hey, you know, give up the records and says, listen, these guys are these Ukrainian, Russian, Ukrainians, whatever are not to be, are not to be messed with. We also get to peek behind the veil, Tony. Yeah, I agree, man. Noah was such a tool, dude. He was, he was such a, what a, what a goofball. Um, Von Von Fett Miller is lusting after everybody on the Sopranos, it seems. <laughs> so, so, so basically, we get to uh, we peel back another layer of Tony's panic attacks when we find out that that um, Johnny uh, had actually chopped off one of the pinkies of Mister Satriel, the got the pork pork shop owner, and um, and uh, because of over a gambling debt and. Basically, that's part of the source of, of of Tony's attacks and stuff. So another piece of the layer is is you know is revealed. Uh, Johnny Sack, who's the underboss for Carmine in New York, he moves to New Jersey on behalf of his wife Guinea, who is a very very heavy set woman that everybody makes fun of for her weight, which is terrible. Um, you know. Uh, Tony is like wondering, is like, why did you, you know, why didn't you move? Why didn't you tell me that you were moving to Jersey? It's weird. And not to worry, you know, Johnny's like, not to worry. I'm not going to interfere in your business. That sort of thing. Um, Russian thugs uh, rough up Janice uh, over the prosthetic leg. And she finds, she finds Jesus as a result. And that ensues some hilarity. And because she feels like she's hit rock bottom and she's born again. And so now she's going to give herself up to God. Um, Ralphie starts dating Rosalie, which is Jackie April's, you know, widow, Jackie Jr.'s mother. And um, he starts taking Jackie Jr. under his wing. They're collecting extortion money. And, um, you know, they they he's he's sort of giving him a taste of the life. Ralphie is just a bad dude all around. He's encouraging Jackie to uh, give in, give in to these urges to wanting to be a a made guy, and um, it it gives it gives Jackie a taste of not just the life but also death. Yes, Ralphie. This is also a Ralphie. We Ralphie is so insufferable because he just goes on and on about gladiator. Nobody cares. And it's just so oh, it's infuriating. It's absolutely in, infuriating. And, um, uh, Melfi, Melfi has gotten back together with, she was, she was divorced and she gets back together with her husband. And, um, you know, the husband is, is, is along with her therapist are trying to stop Melfi from, you know, treating tony they're like why do you keep doing it and you know she thinks that she's not sure if she's been charmed by what she categorizes tony as a as a sociopath you know she's just she's not sure but she's just gonna she's gonna keep doing it and um and that you know she's walking alone uh, she's walking alone out, out from work in the parking garage and she is assaulted and she is assaulted in a way that, um, you know, we'll just, we'll say what it is. It's, uh, you know, the R word. She, it's, br- it's a brutal, it's brutal, man. They, they do not, they do not cut away. They show, you know, they show, they show it happen. And it's like, it's, it's horrible, man. 
And she's in this position. Um, it's a real character defining moment because she knows she has a dream about a, a dog mauling this guy. Cause she finds out where he works and everything. And uh, he basically through a loophole, he's freed the guy who, who, who essayed her, who art her. And um, yeah, if you put the, put two and two together, if you don't understand what I am speaking of um, as she was accosted in that kind of way, um, can't say it on YouTube. She has a dream about a junkyard dog and turns out, you know, it's obviously a metaphor for the fact that she could sick Tony. All she's got to do to Tony. And it's interesting, you know, Tony, who's such a gruff guy. He's such a gruff guy for so many reasons. He, um, he's super tender. He could tell she's really messed up over it. And he like, doesn't, it's like, it's moments like these where like, I'm like, Oh, Tony's such a good guy. Like I forget that he's like a monster because of the way he's so tender. Um, I dude Von me too, man. I wanted her to tell him this could have been a movie. This is the, one of those episodes that I was talking about. That's an example of that should have been a friggin' movie. It was so, it's so good. Holy hell. Um, and you just, it's like this. Will she, won't she, is she going to tell Tony? Is she not going to tell Tony? What's the deal? And um, in the end, she realizes that she has she has this power. She has the power to exact wrath, and she has to basically, you know, allow her her you know her morals to sort of rise above, allow her to rise above it all, so that she can do the right thing. And in the end, she does the right thing. She doesn't tell Tony. I was really happy about that too, because it kind of would have been like a moment of darkness for her that she didn't need in her character arc. Uh, Melfi had been suggesting for Tony and Carm to come at Carm, for Carm to come in together. Um, They do, and it doesn't work out that well because Carmela thinks that Melfi and Tony are kind of like teaming up against her, that sort of thing. Um, there's this whole, there's this whole thing with Tony and a cop who gets, he gets pulled over by this cop and he tries to flash his PBA card. He tries to bribe him. Nothing works. So he goes to the assemblyman who Ronnie, who comes back later in, in season four, a great episode with him in season four, uh, to get, he goes to Ronnie to get it canceled, but Ronnie ends up getting this guy fired from the forest. It's actually kind of really sad. Did you see the prequel of the series with JG's son? No, I have not watched it yet. I'm going to watch the prequel after I finished the series. I thought about watching it before. And I said, no, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what's up now. Part of the reason why, you know, uh, Junior has been really distraught over Olivia dying. Um, and part of it has to do with the fact, and there's, you know, he's he's dealing with, um, whatchamacallit, like kind of like superstition. He finds out he's been diagnosed with, with stomach cancer. And um, he's trying to figure out, he was trying to figure out his friend. He has a friend who's who's Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby's, uh, Bobby Junior's, um, he's played by Burt Young. Great, great walk on character. Um, Burt Young comes come comes into the thing. He he plays Bobby Senior, and basically there's this whole thing. They set up this whole thing where there's this guy Mustang Sally. He he messes somebody up. He jacks someone up pretty bad, and they there's a hit that's ordered on on Sally. Sally's Sally's 
godfather is Burt Young, Bobby Sr., and, Bob, and he's also dying of lung cancer. And that's why Junior is so desperate to learn because eventually he succumbs to his illness after he whacks Mustang Song. It's a great scene, dude. He's like, you know, he's been out of action for eight years. He just wants to do this hit. He wants to do it. He knows he's dying of lung cancer. And uh, in the end, uh, Junior is desperate to know, did he die of stomach cancer? or did I mean, did he die of his lung cancer? Or did he die from the car accident? Because he thinks that the spirit of death is going to pass over him or possibly set his sights on him, depending because death comes in threes, that sort of thing. And um, it's just a brilliant scene as you see this this aging mobster guy, Bert, played by Burt Young, is just so great. I mean, it's a crime that Burt Young is not in more stuff. You might know him as Pauly from the Rocky movies. And um, he, uh, you know, he does the hit. He barely, just barely ma- manages to not just whack Mustang Sally, his godson, but also his friend, who the house who he's hiding out at, or you know, the whatever, the the connection through which he's hiding out at. And uh, it's just, it's great, man. It is really, really, really great. <clears throat> uh, we also learn in this episode in at this time that Artie is desperately in love with Adriana. I love Artie, man. I Artie is a great, and this is something I didn't say in the first, in the first season that we went over. Artie at that time, or Artie is sort of the only semblance of, conscience besides karm although karm you know Artie's like this this like pure thing in these guys lives especially tony he's this pure he's not only is he like all of them in that he is like this he's like this italian guy that they grew up with but he's not a made man he's an outsider in that kind of way and he is he is uncorruptible to many of the the things that tony and his his crew are susceptible to, you know what I mean? And so he's like this, I don't know. He's this really wonderful presence. I've been watched as I watch the series. I really love Artie and I feel bad, you know, even though he's, he's married, he's miserably married. He doesn't like the wife that Von Fett Miller loves so much that who's been commenting about it. Um, he doesn't love his wife and um, he loves Adriana who quits on the spot after a really profitable evening because um, friggin' Chris Maltesanti doesn't want Adriana working there anymore. He doesn't want her to be a hostess and she's the best hostess that, that Vesuvio has ever had. And Artie is devastated because she loves him. I mean, he loves her and he tries to open a bottle of wine with her. He's trying to kind of seduce her a little bit. Uh, but you know, the thing that I love about Artie is that like, he's not a total, like he's definitely out of like, not in her league and stuff. And like, you know, he's like bald and he's, you know, middle-aged, but he's like such a good guy. He's like not creepy at all when he's like, he, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I don't know, maybe a, a woman, you know, whoever might feel differently, but like he's he's just such a good guy like i didn't feel like what he was doing he wasn't being creepy he wasn't like he's not like a slime ball at all he just is like he's like a romantic man i don't know maybe i got a soft spot for for Artie. i just really love him and i forget what happens to him i don't remember him being around in season six so i don't remember yeah right Artie's wearing the earring he gets the earring because he wants to look younger for uh adriana um 
also, this is where Artie is trying to go into business. He wants to turn Vesuvio into kind of like, uh, you know, the way like Newman's, Paul Newman's dressing. He wants to have like, a, except they want to use the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Santilli, whatever, the, the pork store as the, as the name brand, that sort of thing. Because Vesuvio sounds too much like vagina or something, according to Tony's market research. And, um, you know, Tony, so Tony wants to go into business with Artie selling these Italian food products at Charmaine. That's her name. Charmaine. She doesn't want, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't, she thinks it's a bad idea. Don't get involved with Tony. Don't get involved with the business up to this point, And that's going to change in season four up to this point. Um, Artie has not gotten into business with Tony or any, you know, made men. And it's been good for him. It's been a good sort of thing, you know? Um, there's this whole inc- incredible exchange between a drunk Artie, Chris and Tony. They're all sitting at Vesuvio and Artie just will, is relentless, uh, relentlessly, you know, just barbing Chris because, you know, he's like, you know, he doesn't want him to marry Adriana. He doesn't want him to be with Adriana and Chris gets flies into a rage. He wants to kill Artie and Tony stops him. And he tells him to never, ever say that, you know, he's in love with Adriana because, you know, that's a made man's girl. And whew, it's a it's a whole it's a whole friggin thing. Um, but it's sad. It's sad to see. And they later they go out to dinner and stuff. Artie and Adriana like alone. And I, that's when you see Artie with the earring. It's just sort of sad to see like this unrequited love. And I do kind of love the relationship of Charmaine and Artie who are their marriage is over and they're divorced, but they're still very much tied to the same business. And they have this like kind of, they, they, you know, they don't like each other per se, but they have this, they have a, um, a, a, a partnership that allows them to be civil. And uh, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Another thing, interesting thing too, with um, Bobby senior, as he's dying of lung cancer, he can't stop coughing. He has this hacking cough and it's just, it's such, it's like its own character. The hacking cough is its own character in, in the, uh, in the show, uh, in, in the episode. And it's great. And it's sticky. And you know what else is sticky? Riot Stickers. That's right. Riotstickers.com is the sponsor of the Frumis channel. Uh, get Riot Stickers for all your stickering needs. You can get a thousand Riot Stickers uh, for $79. Uh, that's seven cents per sticker, almost eight cents, but we're going to say it's seven cents. And um, these stickers are UV, these stickers have UV coating and vinyl. Uh, they're printed on vinyl, which makes them kind of waterproof. They're really, really great. And you can get a thousand of them for 79 cents. You're not going to find a better deal. Link is down in the description. And at the end, we're going to ask our trivia question. Don't forget, we're doing our trivia question. First person to answer uh, will get a free shirt. Answer correctly, mind you. you got to follow the instructions. Send the email to FromusMail. Uh, send the answer to FromusMail at gmail.com. Um, the, the first time stamped whatever i explained it already i'm not gonna go through with it again um here is i've never done a contest like that before so we'll we'll see how it all goes um here is our riot stickers advertisement
right. Riotstickers.com. We are back now. Um, uh, we are, <clears throat> we are, uh, uh, sort of overcome with this next episode that, that we're, well, sorry. What I mean to say is this next episode is, is really, really intense. It is, it's brutal. It is freaking brutal. And it involves a, a stripper from Bada Bing, uh, named Tracy, um, Basically, on the Meadow and Noah front at this point in the season, they are like really getting sick and tired of Caitlin, the roommate, who's turning out to be really neurotic. She pulls her hair out and she has anxiety. And uh, uh, Noah is Noah is just he's just like so fed up. He's sort of like like really bummed out that she's too negative, all this stuff. And we're starting to see, you know, Noah goes from being a good guy who, by the way, totally. Uh, punches Meadows V card uh, and starts to become just the little insufferable prick that he always was under the surface. And um, yeah, I don't know. He gets like super upset over a C minus. It's like, so not a big deal. Um, so anyway, about this, about the stripper named Tracy, she is Ralphie's girlfriend who he not, he knocks her up. Right. And she is really, really, really um, sort of gravitating towards Tony. Um, you know, I was like trying to figure that out. Why is she so like gravitating towards Tony? Is it because he's the boss? Is it because she wants, she thinks maybe if I start dating Tony, then Ralphie will leave me alone. You know, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Like, like how how can I get away from Ralphie this monster? But Ralphie knocks her up, and um, it's it's not looking good. We also see. I mean, this is when Ralphie really just becomes like just an absolutely an insufferable prick himself in a different way from Noah. He won't stop quoting Gladiator. He's we find you see how sadistic he is. He he almost takes out the um uh Georgie the bouncer. They he almost uh, takes out his eye using this length of chain. Um, she's, she, you know, the girl, Tracy, she just continuously reaches out to Tony and Tony who has an opportunity to help her does not. She's asking for advice. I'm pregnant. Should I keep it? And Tony's like, Tony's like, you know, she should get rid of the child immediately because Ralphie is a maniac, you know, and um, everybody else is just getting super annoyed by Ralphie and they can't really do nothing about it because he's a made guy. Um, eventually, Tracy misses work for three days and, you know, she pretends that she's sick and she's hanging out with Ralph, who's sort of indifferent to her, but knows that she's pregnant and promises to take care of her or whatever. Uh, and that's when Silvio, we see how nasty of a human being Silvio always was, but we just never got it. We never saw it until this moment when Silvio, who is juicing her for her braces, meaning like he has, um, he's charging her interest. He paid $3,000 for her to get braces to fix her mat or teeth. And uh, she's basically become his indentured servant, his slave. She's like basically his slave at the club and that he, she needs to earn for Silvio so that he can get his investment back. And Silvio, I mean, he, he, he beats her. He actually beats her. Ralphie last. She's pregnant. This is a pregnant girl, 20 year old girl. I mean, this is just like, this episode is so 
horrible and demoralizing. And you would think that, and once again, it shows us how evil Tony really is because you would think that Tony would look at her and then look at his own daughter, Meadow, and not want to help her in her terrible situation. In any case, um, it ends in the worst possible way. Uh, she gets into a fight with Ralphie and Ralphie beats her to death. He beats her to death and kills her. He kills her and her unborn child. That is Ralphie's, you know, um, I, Vaughn, I, I have to disagree, man. Um, Silvio is evil. The reason why Silvio is evil is because he punched her in the face. I mean, he, he laid his hands on this 20 year old pregnant girl. I mean, he's evil for a lot more than that, but like that, that's the line, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're so confused. We think, oh yeah, Silvio's a good guy. Silvio's a woman beater. He's a woman beater. And he essentially is, he's juicing a 20 year old girl for her braces. That's evil, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no way around it, man. Um, it's horrible. And she dies and they have to make her disappear. Tony beats the ever living piss um, out of Ralphie, which is bad because Ralphie's a made guy. You can't do that to a made guy, but this is where, you know, Ralphie gets passed over for captain and it's bad, man. It's a bad, the whole thing. It's a bad friggin' scene. Meanwhile, you know, Chris and Chris and Pauly, they are, Tensions are at uh, an all-time high between them. You know, um, Paulie, they're doing this thing. Chris is able, part of the thing about being a new guy. Oh, he did. Oh, no. he Vaughn, he watched the episode again. For a guy who watched it three times, I'm telling you, uh, Silvio, I, 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 just, I just watched it, dude. Silvio, Silvio knocks her around, man. And to me, you are a bad guy if you knock, knock a girl around. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, you have to do a lot less to be a bad guy, but that is like, I mean, that is, that that's, that's fucking evil, dude. He's an evil friggin' dude um, to do what he does to her. In any case, um, there's this whole thing. Uh, if you're a new made guy, then you're lot, you're able to be uh, strip searched at any time to make sure you don't have a wire. And so Polly is just endlessly just breaking chris's balls he's you know chris gets like merch like shoes and stuff and paulie takes the shoes there's a scene where paulie sniffs adriana's panties um it's bad man he's just he's getting on it he's just riding him and chris can't chris really can't take it and uh eventually eventually um it all boils over between them and they have a really touching episode where they really sort of bond uh, in the Pine Barrens, which is a very famous Sopranos episode. Um, Carmela runs into Angie, who's Pussy's widow now, though maybe she doesn't know it. And um, that's when she find Carm finds out that Tony's been helping her financially. Uh, but you know, it's kind of bullshit. She's claiming she needs operation for a poodle, but she's driving uh she she's driving a, a Cadillac, which when Tony finds out, he like just, you know, breaks the Cadillac and, and warns her. He's like, listen, I'm going to cut you off if you, you know, don't use this money in the right kind of way, that sort of thing. Uh, Junior ends up having surgery and, you know, he gets a second opinion about his, um, about the, 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 the cancer that he has. And he, he is enamored by this, this 
this doctor whose name is John Kennedy, like JFK Jr. loves JFK. And, um, you know, everything, everything works out. They kind of use like reverse psychology with the doctor to like make Jr. like chill out a little bit because he's like losing his mind. Um, Carm, she ends up meeting with uh, a dean from Columbia and, you know, they because he want they want the Sopranos to contribute money to the school. It's kind of I don't know, kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, Carm does have a session with Melfi solo when Tony doesn't want to go. And she starts to like she starts to, you know, really peel back the layers a little bit herself, um, you know it's it's like uh it's a whole thing it's a whole thing um oh i just had a total brain fart there um <laughs> geez louise this is what happens when you don't uh when when you you go a long time i mean they have to really do this when this is fresh that's part of the problem so anyway Carmen and Rosalie, they are starting to really get stoked when they realize, because Noah breaks up with Meadow, which is a relief because Noah's a piece of shit by the end. We meet his dad. His dad's a douchebag too. Um, and then Jackie and Meadow, they start going, they start, things start getting hot and heavy. Um, Meadow takes ecstasy. Um, he, you know, we see that Jackie is a good guy to Meadow in that, you know, there things are getting hot and heavy and then she passes out and Jackie doesn't try and take advantage of her. He respects her and her body. And it's like, I guess the scene is to show us that he's a good friggin' dude. Unlike Silvio who beats women. Um, well, at least, you know, at least now he's a good dude. Cause you know, Jackie, I don't know. Jackie falls, falls pretty hard. Uh, later on, he does some pretty, uh, un unforgivable things. Uh, on on his own but with meadow he's really sweet you know another night meadow wrecks his car and he doesn't care he does not he, he doesn't care about the car he's just glad that she is okay and not because her dad is tony soprano either it's because it's because you know she freaking um you know he cares about her um we also meet uh gloria who gloria trillo who is absolutely she is so breathtakingly beautiful, a, a beautiful Italian woman, you know, there's something about like the look of an Italian woman, um, just like the dark features, just, um, oh my God, she's in, she's intoxicating, intoxicating. And, uh, the moment that Tony, and, and that's the thing about Tony, Tony's just like, he's a bear dude. He's like this big oafish bear. And he just he pulls these chicks, even when they don't know who he is. He somehow is always pulling these broads, man. Vaughn says, but that's the thing I'm saying about Syl. Yeah, he's evil, but he seems to separate that evil business and personal better than other characters. He doesn't go off the handle on people. He's pretty clear headed. Like, you know, I can't I can't agree with you only because she is. I, I can't agree with you only because he he beats women if you beat women you're a bad dude straight up it's like it's super black and white if you lay your hand to a woman it doesn't matter whether it's business or personal the fact that silvio laid a hand on a girl that's almost his daughter's age is unconscionable i mean on any women but like the fact that he has a daughter her age and that he beats he beat her 
because she owes him money for braces. I mean, what the fuck? I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't agree with you there. Yeah. In terms of Gloria, Gloria is beautiful, but toxic. That, and that's part of the problem, Vaughn, that, that he's the lesser of evils in the show. But that's part of the problem in that, in that friggin', you know, we're, we are, we are like letting go of, of, of lighter, slighter evil because there are people that are just way more evil, you know, that kind of thing, I guess, not arguing that he's evil. Okay. So we're, we are in agreement on that. In any case, Tony meets uh, Gloria and my God, I mean, she, again, I was, I was like bewitched betwixt by her beauty. I was just like sitting there, like, like jaw hanging open. That is just like, you know, she's like, she's gotta be like early forties. She's like, or like mid early forties. And she is, she's just a, 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 the perfect specimen of like mature feminine beauty like un unbound you know what i mean and uh of course you know they they end up you know he goes down to her dealership she works as a, she's a car salesman he goes down to her dealership they end up banging on the stugats hey let's go to the stugats okay let's go do that that's oh, terrible it's terrible forget it forget it um ralphie and tony try to patch things up using johnny sack as uh telephone we get a bunch of like, you know, childish sort of mafia games. Tony barely acknowledges um, Ralphie when he approaches his table at Vesuvio. It's like a power move. It goes back and forth, back and forth. But what eventually happens that screws everything up is Gigi, who was made captain of Jackie April, uh, sorry, Richie April's crew, the April crew. Um, he dies of a heart attack right on the John. And that leaves Tony. Tony looks at Vito. He looks at all the guys in the gang and he's like the only person who's a great earn, by the way, is, 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 uh, Richie. I mean, not Richie, uh, Ralphie. He's got to go with Ralphie. And so he begrudgingly does. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a problem. It, it will, will be a problem later on somewhat. I mean, but they end up making a lot of money as a result uh, AJ gets into some trouble vandalizing uh, his school. And, you know, a again, AJ is so on the periphery. I remember him being a lot more involved in the show. Maybe he gets more involved a little bit later. Uh, Tony gives Carmela a ring and she loves it. And um, she's wondering if there's anything that he needs to tell her. And he's like kind of shrugged, shrugs his shoulders. Um Tony is enamored with Gloria and they get into such like a, they have such like a passionate, passionate liaison. I don't know what else you would call it. Dilliance, dalliance or whatever. Uh, they go to the zoo. They fuck at the zoo. She knows that he's in. She, you know, she finds his gun and she knows that he's, he's, he's part of the mob. And, you know, um, Melfi's concerned because she is someone who has tried to unalive herself in the past and she's got chemical imbalances and she keeps kind of subtly warning Tony, this is not, you know, she's unstable. And we learned at the very beginning of the, or at least maybe the previous episode that, you know, she's, she's just goes through, goes through all these different relationships. How do you vandalize the pool? You know, what's funny when I was watching that whole vandalizing the pool thing, I did a lot of stuff like that when I was, in high school, I did stuff like that. I'm not proud of it now. If I could, 
go back in time and like I would kick my own ass, you know, that sort of thing. But when I was watching all that, I kind of had a smile on my face because I just remember what it was to be a kid before the internet, right? Before the internet, hanging out with girls, nothing to do, you know, just looking to like have fun and blow off steam and just doing really irrehensible shit. If my son ever did anything like that, I would friggin, you know, uh, oh my God, it would be over. I'd be so upset. So it's kind of, it's, it's just weird how things change. And it was a reminder seeing that was a reminder. And I kind of, I, I kind of really enjoyed that, that, that whole thing with AJ. Um, he, uh, Tony also ends up, oh, Melfi eventually, um, we learn from Melfi meeting with Gloria. Mel Gloria does not, uh, uh, Tony eventually tells Melfi that he is seeing Gloria. And I thought Melfi would kind of like fly off the handle about it, that she'd be a lot more upset than she was. She wasn't, she kind of was like, okay with it. Or she kind of was like indifferent to it, or she didn't really make a big deal about it. Um, I would imagine she would have given one of her, you know, sort of lectures about like why that was so inappropriate and you guys can't be doing that, but she doesn't, it's, it's like, it's kind of nothing, not nothing, but she's like, you know, she just sort of doesn't, she doesn't make any, um, she doesn't make a big deal about it, but we learn in her session with Gloria that she tried to unalive herself when her last relationship failed, which is, we call this a Chekhov's gun. When you bring up details like that, they are going to circle around. So anytime you're watching a show and they show you something, anything you see or hear is always going to be significant. Here's a perfect example of that. That's what is going to happen. Um, Tony ends up giving her, giving Melfi extra money and she tries to refuse, but she, but she ends up not charging Tony the next month. Like that's just showing what kind of person Melfi is like trying to be unscrutinizing in her, in her, whatchamacallit in her, um, in her morals, I guess. Um, Carmela starts to warm up to the idea of Jackie jr. Being involved with meadow. And, you know, he's, He's bonding with AJ and he's around the house mentoring him and shit. And, um, you know, Tony has a heart to heart with Jackie uh, about, you know, his schoolwork and eventually finds him at an illegal casino and gets really pissed at him. And, um, you know, if you're going to be, you know, hanging out with my daughter, I will, uh, I, I want, I want the best for you. And that doesn't work because, you know, eventually Jackie, he's getting lap dances. He's got like, all this stuff is happening. He's slowly going off, off the deep end. And, uh, there's nothing that anybody can do to sort of stop it. Um, Christopher gives Adriana a nightclub that she renames the crazy horse. And, um, uh, Jackie's guy, Matouche, he starts dealing ecstasy and he gets thrown out. And, you know, this is when Jackie tries to like basically flex that he's Jackie, Jackie Jr. And, you know, because he used to know Chris, he's trying to like smooth everything over. And um, Jackie gets reassurance from Ralphie um, when he's given a gun and sort of like 
you know, because of his connection with Ralphie, Jackie has this kind of confidence that he can, you know, continue to play mobster, even though he's not a made guy. It may be in hopes of one day becoming a made guy. Who knows? Um, so then we get, we get this whole flashback with Sal, uh, big pussy, sorry, big pussy. And, you know, it's, they go back to the year 1995 and this is like the guys, they're just reveling in the fact they realize, they realize that, that they realize exactly when big pussy was, um, compromised and they, they start to revel in this. You start to revel in this fact and I don't know, it just, it turns into a, it turns into a whole friggin' thing. Um, Tony also kind of like gets a little bit of uh, uh, retribution uh, over what happened with um, Janice getting roughed up by the, uh, the Russian mob kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Um, they do this whole Santa Claus thing at the bottom Bing. Uh, they have, they have Bobby, they have Bobby, uh, uh, Bobby Jr. Uh, Bobby, uh, what's his face? Uh, Baklava or whatever. He 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 ends up becoming the new Santa, taking over for Big Pussy. Uh, this is also a shocking scene when when Tony uh, finds out that uh, Tony finds Jackie Jr. getting a lap dance from a stripper, and he finds out that um, he's flunked out of Rutgers, and he just that's when he beats the crap out of he beats the crap out of him and it's uh it's a whole thing it is a whole thing um then the next episode this is a a classic episode so, you know the best episodes are the simple ones the simple plots it's just it's basically it's chris it's chris and it's um Polly walnuts collecting for silvio and they end up whacking a guy who turns out to be um a, a sort of a what you call it he he's like a, a, a he used to be special ops in Russia or whatever. They're gonna dump his body in the Pine Barrens because one thing leads to another, and they end up killing the guy, or they think they kill the guy, but they don't. And like I said, the whole thing just turns into this whole like cat and mouse chase in the woods, and it just it just it just ensues into hilarity. It really is. It's one of the great episodes of The Sopranos. They're eating ketchup packets and mixing it with relish because they're trapped in this van and. Polly loses one of his shoes. Um, we find out that Bobby is an amateur outdoorsman. It just, it, this is the Sopranos at its best, if you ask me. And it also, I mean, this is a prime example of the Sopranos as a, whatchamacallit, it, this is the Sopranos as like Curb Your Enthusiasm, that sort of thing. We never really find out what happens to the, the Russian guy. Um, but the creators were asked, you know, um, and this is what David Chase had to say. They shot a guy who knows where he went. Who cares about some Russian? This is what Hollywood has done to America. Do you have to have closure on every little thing? Isn't there a mystery left in the world? It's murky world out there. It's a murky life that these guys lead. And by the way, I do know where the Russian guy is, but I'll never say because people might get so pissy about it. So that's kind of interesting. So they just leave it very ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never going to believe this. This guy is an interior decorator. It's so great. He, he's What he's meant to say is that he worked for the interior. And he goes, <laughs> he's an interior decorator who killed a platoon of Chechnyans. It's so great, man. It, it really is. It's just spectacular. It's, spe it's a spectacular episode, man. Uh, Pine Barrens really deserves 
really deserves uh like like an Emmy man. Um eventually uh Karm thinks that she has ovarian cancer and that's like a whole thing. Um Gloria starts to really unravel. She gets super jealous. She starts, you know, like flipping on Tony every other second. And Tony has a lot of patience for her. But eventually, um, when when Tony, when Gloria accidentally meets Carm is when Tony starts to really lose his mind, like over the whole thing. Uh, She starts really toying with their relationship with Carm and Tony's relationship and, you know, threatening to tell Tony about Carm and what Melfi and Tony realize is that she has a death wish and she's trying to use Tony as a means. It's like she sees herself as a nail and she sees Tony as a hammer. And it's like really sad. And um, it ends with, you know, he breaks it off. He breaks it off uh, with her and he has Patsy. Tony has Patsy whip a gun out at her and say, if you ever approach or call, you know, Carm or anybody, uh, ever again, uh, that, that, you know, she will be, she'll be gone. She'll be whacked. And, um, and it's really sad what happens or we find out in the next season that she does in fact unalive herself. It's very, very sad. I love, I really love Gloria. I, I did. I, there's some, she had this energy, this fiery energy, passion about her. That was just so, oof. yes, I know, uh, you're talking about, uh, Valentina and Valentina, once again, and I looked up, I was like, what are the, because all of these girls kind of have a similar look. You know, what's interesting. The girl who plays Gloria is Italian. The girl who plays Valentina is 100% Jewish. She's Sephardic Jewish, man. Her, her dad is Sephardic and her mom is Russian Jew. So she's Ashkenazi and Sephardic. And boy, does she have a look to her. Uh, talk about fiery. Uh, another example, just a fiery oh just oh i don't usually lust after women publicly on my channel but like there's just something about these oh god just do something to me man i can't i can't explain what but ah um and they all go to tony man i listen if a guy like tony (laughs) listen i'm a happily married man but you know what i mean if a guy like tony can you know uh clean it up like that i guess maybe there is hope for you know people of his you know shape and size you know, uh, uh, out there. I don't know. Maybe it has to do, maybe, you know, Tony kind of emanates this energy, this, this, you know, this energy like that. Maybe that's what the women are attracted to. It doesn't matter what he looks like, you know? Um, I don't know who friggin' knows. Uh, this is actually really sad episode, uh, tragic episode. I should say, um, this is tragic too, in that, um, besides breaking it off with Gloria, Jackie jr learns from Ralphie that um, Tony was a part of the way Tony garnered a lot of respect and moved up in the underground world was that he robbed a very popular card game. He robbed a made man's card game. And, um, and Ralphie just talks about how legendary it was and how Tony had the balls to do it. And basically Jackie Jr. gets together with his friends, Carlo and Dino, and they decide they're going to rob this guy, Eugene's poker game. Um, After, you know, Ralphie had told him this whole story about how Tony and it was also Jackie's father too. It was Jackie April senior, how the two guys, uh, they got a lot of recognition for, for, for robbing a poker game. Um, 
there's this dealer, his name is Sunshine, and he keeps like, you know, uh antagonizing these guys. They they go in there to rob the thing. They have a wheelman outside and he takes off, of course. Um Jackie ends up killing the dealer though, and that starts a firefight. Furio gets shot. I mean, it just turns into a whole mess. They they robbed every they, I mean, they just robbed every everybody. Um, or they tried to rob everybody. Matouche, he he's the wheelman, he takes off. And um basically, I, I think Dino's Carlo's the one that's at the mercy of uh Albert and Christopher. Uh Jackie, Jackie ends up jacking a car and leaves. Sorry, it's Dino. Dino's the one. Um, Jackie leaves Dino behind and Dino is murdered by Chris. Um, after that, they're trying to figure out Tony meets with Ralphie. They're like trying to figure out how to deal with Jackie jr. And Tony says, look, Ralphie, you're responsible. Um, you decide what to do because on one hand it's grounds for whacking the kid. On the other hand, it's Jackie jr.'s the, you know, his father was Tony Soprano's best friend. Um, so they're not sure what, what to do. Um, Ralphie blames Jackie senior for spoiling his son. And he wants to give Jackie a pass initially. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's Ralphie who, who makes the, he's the one who makes the, he makes the, the order. He orders the hit, right? Um, AJ gets expelled from school over, you know, this, you know, he cheats on a test. And he thinks that people can trace him by uh, using his D tracing his DNA through his urine. It's ridiculous. Um, they, uh, okay. This is when, right. I, I have this all confused. This is when we meet Deborah for the first time. Debbie uh, is basically sent in by the FBI to befriend Adriana. And it's, these are the seeds that will seal Adriana's doom eventually at the hands of Silvio which I remember from what, cause it was so her death was one of the most brutal deaths in the whole thing. I mean, obviously this girl, we just talked about Tracy who was beaten to death by Ralphie, but Adriana's death was so fucking brutal, dude. Um, Paulie is really upset uh, uh, at Ralphie over uh, and demands a sit down. A sit down is where it's like a mediation between two made guys. And um, he wants $50,000 over this robbery uh, Jackie Jr. is on the run after his hit, and he's hiding in a in a housing project. Um, and he calls Tony, at, begging him for help, and Tony refuses to help him. And you know, Tony thinks confidently that Ralphie is going to know what to do. Um, and he, you know, tells him, you know, you need to like figure this out. And Ralphie makes a decision, the worst kind of decision. He basically arranges for Jackie to be whacked. Mind you, he's either he's with Jackie's mother, Rosalie. I mean, it's insane. So Rosalie loses her brother-in-law, her husband and her son in such a short time, the Aprils. And then when you consider that Adriana is an April because she's the net, the niece, her cousin is Jackie jr. The April family gets wiped out in this, in this whole show. They all get wiped out. Vito uh, is the one who ends up whacking Jackie Jr., which is insane when you think that Vito was in Jackie Sr.'s crew. What an insane thing. You uh, friggin' whacked, whacked the sun. I mean, just so cold, so friggin' cold. Meadow is just absolutely distraught. 
everybody's really insensitive at the uh, wake. You know, they're discussing the Super Bowl. It's just, it's sad, dude. Rosalie, I, I really felt for Rosalie. Um, she's just, they're trying to figure out who killed Jackie. Um, it's just the whole friggin' thing is sad, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ralphie breaks up with Rosalie, just sealing how much of a jerk he is. And that's when he starts to get hot and heavy with Janice, of course. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Junior, the, the whole episode ends with Junior singing these uh, these Italian ballads. And um, Meadow is just, she's had it with everybody and she walks out. And that's kind of the end. The, the episode kind of fizzles out like that. And that's where season three leaves us. And we will be back for season four. I feel like Tony knows exactly what to do, but he puts it on Ralphie to do it so that he can have a clear mind about it. I don't know, man. I, I thought about I thought about that too. I thought about that too. I can't decide if that's going on. They may they have made it incredibly ambiguous. I mean, obviously it's Ralphie who it's Ralphie who does it, but in terms of like motivations, like we know that what how mo motivated Ralphie was, but Tony's motivations are left more ambiguous on purpose, I feel. Um, and that brings us to the end of our show. And like I said, we are doing the trivia. We have the, the, the trivia um, game, right? The trivia. So let me repeat back to you the, the trivia rules one more time. I'm going to be doing a live show every single day. I'm going to be giving away a t-shirt. At the end of every episode, I will ask my trivia question. You will send your answer to fromismail at gmail.com and the first person to answer correctly will be the winner. You give me your name, your address, and your t-shirt size. If you are outside of the continental United States, you will have to cover shipping and handling. Join us night after night where I will be doing t-shirt giveaways who doesn't like a free t-shirt i'm not gonna go easy on any of you i'm gonna ask really hard questions so be prepared all right are you ready for the question now i said i was gonna go really hard and i plan to go really hard but i'm gonna start off with a little bit of a soft one remember go to fromismail at gmail.com uh, and leave me your answer. Okay, here is my trivia question. What is the first compilation by the band The Misfits? The first compilation. What is the name of it? What year did it come? No, I won't give you the whole thing. What is the name of the first compilation by The Misfits? That's it. That's the, that's the, that is a question. So write in your answers. What is the first compilation by the band, the misfits, the one starring Glenn Danzig, happy birthday to uncle Glenn today, but Glenn Danzig, Jerry only that band. That's the band I'm talking about. What is the misfits first compilation? What is a compilation? It's a release. It's a, it's a release of, of collected songs. Not, you know, that, that maybe had previously come out. Okay. So that is, a question right into fromismail at gmail.com. I may not answer right away. All you got to do is just send the e send me an email. Fromismail at gmail.com. That's the end of our episode. Thanks, folks. Peace. Hair grease. Uh, we will see you again with another episode of whatever this is on the Fromis channel. We'll be back with season four, too. So 